You also want people to feel good in your presence, right? So it's not just about them having confidence in you, but it's also about people enjoying listening to you, enjoying when you speak. And you're like, oh, that's what it feels like. Like now I know how I feel when I'm exuding the presence that I want other people to read from me. Being interesting or intriguing or even joyful, like those things captivate so much more. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a coach for women in the 9 to 5 space. And today's episode, I'm so excited about today's episode because this is on a topic that I love, that I struggled with a lot, that I have so much to share with you on, and one that I know is top of mind for a lot of you as you think about, okay, how do I take up space in a room? How do I exude power? And I know for a lot of you, it's how do I exude power in a way that feels like me? How do I exude power as an introvert? How do I exude power in a room while staying true to who I am and not molding and contorting myself to try to sound and be this way that I think I'm quote unquote supposed to be? And that is really what today's episode is all about. So I've been doing several episodes on executive presence. There's this one. There's episode 117, which explains what is executive presence. And I have another episode coming next week on executive presence. The reason I have so many episodes on executive presence is one, because it's literally one of the most important things. And if you can gain mastery of it, it will have such a big impact, not only on your confidence, but how you land, how people read you in a meeting when you're speaking and using your voice. And by the way, it is possible, no matter where your confidence is, if you're an introvert, like, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm like everyone else, because everyone's different, right? But I've had my own experience of going from feeling very shy and awkward, super insecure, to being very comfortable with my own executive presence and very proud of it and having fun and feeling good. And I've walked other people along that journey too. And so please, please, please don't think that this isn't for you if you hear a phrase like executive presence and think, oh gosh, like what what if I'm not there yet? You can start wherever you are. But anyway, the reason why I'm doing so much content on executive presence is because next week I am releasing a free three-part video course on the fundamentals of executive presence. It's called Speak Like a CEO because it is literally the foundational skills that you need to land as very authoritative and very powerful when you speak. And like I was saying, this doesn't require you to be like so bold and like so fancy and like all of the things. It just requires small tweaks, small practices that get ingrained in your communication style over time. And this course gives you those things so that you can start practicing them so that they can start becoming routine so that you can exude this authority and power and credibility in a room without even trying. Because the more that you do these things, the more they just become natural. So my goal for you is really for you to get to a point where 
you practice and you practice and you practice in small ways and you eventually just have these things as part of your communication style. So keep listening. I will be releasing the video course next week. I'm so excited. And you're going to get to see me on video, which I think is kind of fun because you know, this podcast, like you just hear my voice, like I'm just a bodiless ghost voice. And so you'll actually see me. I'm a person. I'm a physical person. Obviously, you know that, but like, I'm just excited about that component. It's a really fun course. So keep tuning in. And now I'm going to get into the meat of today's episode. And I'll briefly touch on like what is executive presence, but if you want the full definition, definitely listen to episode 117. I'm going to share a little bit about where I struggled with executive presence, and then I'm going to spend the bulk of this episode undoing myths on executive presence because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of information out there on executive presence that I think is harmful, that prevents women and everyone, right? But that prevents women from feeling confident. I think there's so much like misguided teachings and mentorship out there when it comes to executive presence. And I really want to set the record straight so that you know that for you to have a powerful presence, you don't need to radically like change who you are. You don't need to talk or speak in a way that feels very strange or odd or doesn't feel like you. There, like I just feel like there's so many forces out there in the corporate space that do not understand presence. Like they've formulated this idea that they think is executive presence and it's not. And it's actually up to people like you to break the mold, right? Because this old school way of like taking up space in a room, which I'm going to talk about, is actually not powerful at all. It's not charming. It's not memorable. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes that dominating, very masculine executive presence, it can leave a really bad taste in your mouth. And I'm sure that you've been around people who have that like very intense, like non-authentic, but like very heavy, strong presence that it doesn't feel good to be around. And so what I'm trying to bring you towards in the way that I do executive presence is I'm so much less about like, how can you be like the heaviest, most dominant energy in the room? And I'm so much more about like, how can you be so like magnetic and charming and just you pull people in It's like the energy of like pulling people into your orbit versus like pushing your energy out to try to like be the strongest, most confident person in the room. So that's really how I like to do executive presence, which is like, come to me. I know I'm good. So I don't have to talk super loud. I don't have to do all those things because I have this core of like trust in myself and confidence in who I am. And that lands with people and people feel that when I speak. That's how I do executive presence. Okay, so I want to just quickly recap what is executive presence so that we're all on the same page and listen to episode 117 for a deeper dive on this. Executive presence is simply the energy that you give off in a room. I like to think about it as how you make people feel and what energy they get from you when you're in the room speaking. And obviously, if you're wanting to project authority, then the energy that you want to convey to people the way you want to make people feel is you want people to have a lot of confidence in you, that you know what you're talking about, and that you have conviction. And of course, you also want people to feel good in your presence, right? So it's not just about them having confidence in you, but it's also about people enjoying listening to you, enjoying when you speak. 
And it's those intangible things that they experience, that confidence in you and that enjoyment that really constitutes their perception of your executive presence. So to really boil that down and really like simplify that all the way down, it's just how you make people feel. And, you know, I'm going to share so much stuff and the video course is going to explain so much, but I also like do really want to drive this point home for you. It is intangible. So executive presence, like to build it, it's not about me giving you very specific instructions. Well, I will tell you how to do it, but it's not necessarily about like intellectually knowing what to do to have executive presence. It's about doing it enough times such that you begin to feel it in your body and you're like, oh, that's what it feels like. Like now I know how I feel when I'm exuding the presence that I want other people to read from me. So there are things that you need to do, and I'm going to talk through some of those things in these episodes and in the video course, which is coming out next week. Yay. But it's about actually doing them enough that you begin to feel the feeling of what it's like for you to take up space and what it's like for you to be stronger in your voice and to express your confidence and to express inner strength through your voice and through the way you communicate. But to simplify, it is the way that you make people feel when you're communicating in a room. And I'm so passionate about this topic because I struggled a lot with executive presence and I got this feedback that my executive presence and my presence in a room was really problematic. And look, it's like a gray area. There were places where I think my communication could have been much stronger, my confidence could have been much stronger. But the way that I was guided and what was told to me was to adopt this communication style that was like very heavy, very alpha, very masculine that didn't feel like me. And so I really, really struggled during this time period in my career when I got this feedback to like try to implement what people told me I should sound like. But it wasn't really working because it didn't feel true to who I am. And I really wish that I had figured out much sooner that my power wasn't going to come from like fitting into this mold that I was told to be, but was going to come from settling deeper into my own authenticity and my own truth and just who I am. And that really, like really hammered home for me in a really big way when I started doing theater and I started doing stage work because what started to happen was like through that work, oh, I'm getting chills talking about it because it was so profound. But like through that work, I finally started to feel what it felt like to really express myself and to really feel safe expressing myself and really show myself and play and reveal parts of me and make my presence bigger and just be more of me. And after I had that embodied experience, I became more comfortable in my own skin. And as I got more comfortable in my own skin, it was easier for me to be myself. And with that, I was able to build a much stronger executive presence on top of that foundation of comfort in my own skin and comfort expressing myself. And through that experience, I realized like I already knew that the advice that I was getting like was very broken in terms of like, you know, the advice that I was given was like, stop with the uptick, like be more like dominant in the room, things like that. Like I already had an instinct that that was crappy advice, but it wasn't until I really like went on my own journey of like just like embodied confidence and embodied like just knowing how to be me 
that I really like look back at that advice and I'm like, whoa, that is so incorrect. And if I can reassure you with anything, I want you to know that you will not get to your most powerful by doing all the things that everyone says you should do. You will get to your most powerful by learning that the core of your power, the most potent source of your power in a room is learning the very subtle art of being comfortable with you and projecting power from a place that is you, that is coming from you, versus power that is coming from a place of you trying to be a different thing and projecting power from that place. And that was the really big light bulb that I had. And this is so important for me to share because there are so many people who feel worried about their careers and worried that like they won't be able to elevate in their industries or in their careers without like being fake and without acting in a way that doesn't feel like them. And I want you to know that that is not true. That is simply not true. You just haven't had exposure or experience building confidence from that place of deep authenticity. So you don't, you might not even realize how powerful it is, but you absolutely don't need to build executive presence and build, you know, confidence and power in a room by being fake and being something you're not. That is just not true. And in fact, when you build confidence from a place of being true to who you are, it is so irresistible to the people around you. And it lands with so much more joy and power, more than you'll ever have when you are just trying to speak in a way that doesn't feel natural to you. And so what I wanted to do today is I wanted to get really clear on what I think are myths about executive presence, like BS advice that either I've received or I've heard other people receive or people have told me like this is what they think executive presence is. I made a list of everything I could think of. And honestly, I made this list really quickly. So I could probably make a much longer list. But I wanted to read through my list of myths. And then I want to step back and explain to you some of the big, big messages and big takeaways behind this list of myths that is so important for you to understand if you want to cultivate executive presence from a place that is super, super genuine. Okay, so here's my list of myths about executive presence. These are, again, ones that I've either been told, ones that I've seen, ones that people have told me they've been told or they've seen. Here we go. One. It's about being dominating. Two, it's about proving your knowledge. Three, it's about showing that you have the most knowledge. Four, it's about being the toughest. Five, it's about being the hardest person in the room. Six, it's about being unforgiving. Seven, it's about talking over people. Eight, it's about being the loudest. Nine, you can't have uptick. 10, you can't have valley girl voice. 11, you can't have vocal fry. 12, it's masculine. 13, it's stern. These are all things that I've been told are part of the package of executive presence, and these are literally all wrong. And the reason that they're wrong is there are two big reasons, two big buckets that almost all of these things fall into. They all fall into the bucket of either there is one universal voice, sound and style that equals executive presence and we're all trying to do that voice so i think of that as like the singular style and two 
a characteristic of that singular style is like a toughness or a hardness or like a dominance and a superiority, right? It's like if you made a stew or you were cooking up something and you added a dash of toughness and a dash of hardness and a dash of dominance and a dash of superiority, that's the quality that I think so many of those myths around executive presence fall into. And I want to talk about both of these and why they're problematic and really show you why they get in the way of actual confidence, which is foundational to having a strong executive presence. So the first, you know, the first underlying theme across everything I listed on that long list of myths is this idea that executive presence is a singular style. It is a singular sound. It is a singular way of speaking that we are all trying to move towards versus embracing our own unique and diverse ways of speaking. And the problem with this is when you are trying to embody this, you know, this very distinct way that it's supposed to sound, instead of focusing on your voice, you're focusing on someone else's voice. So you're trying to sound like a different person unless you happen to be the exact type of person who fits that, you know, very stereotypical like white dominant male leader, unless that's you, it's going to feel really off. And when you feel off, you cannot project stability and power from that place. So the idea that we're trying to all sound one way or we're trying to all sound the same is really absurd and it's actually counter to the exact thing you need to begin cultivating executive presence, which is authenticity and coming from a place that is you. It's also very harmful. It's very damaging to think that there's one way to speak. This really fails to acknowledge and celebrate that each one of us brings unique things to the table, not just in terms of the work that we do and how we think, but in terms of how we speak. People have different tones, people have different styles, people have different energies in a room. And to me, it is so absurd to think that one is better than the other. What's better is what feels good to the individual, not what someone else has decided is the way you're supposed to sound. And one thing that I often share, if I'm working with someone and they're trying to figure out their own confidence and their own executive presence, and they ask me like, well, should I do A or should I do B? One of the things that I'll ask them is, well, like, does A feel good or bad? And does B feel good or bad? Like that is your compass. If something feels bad, think about that. Like if, if you're speaking in a way that feels bad, how are you going to project something that is enjoyable and captivating for other people? And think about it like in terms of who you're captivated by. Like, are you captivated by people who seem like they feel bad? Or are you captivated by people who are like in their joy and in their authenticity, right? Like, it seems so obvious. And yet I'm seeing this over and over and over in my work. And it's making me sad and frustrated and I'm glad that I'm getting to share these messages, but also like this message needs to be shared more. We should never ask people 
in a corporate environment to speak in a way that feels bad to them, to speak in a way that is fundamentally not who they are. Like, isn't shouldn't that be a signal that we're like something is wrong, like that this doesn't make sense? And when I say feel bad, I'm not saying like, you know, it won't be scary to use your voice. But when you're not being yourself and you're not in integrity with who you are and you're faking it, you have a certain feeling. It's different than fear. It's like something feels off. It feels crunchy. It doesn't feel good. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the fear of using your voice. I'm talking about the discomfort of being removed from like your own self and your own being. And like this idea that it's about like achieving this singular communication style rather than feeling good is so wild to me. So, so, so wild. That's why I got to keep doing this and keep talking about this because executive presence doesn't come from any of those things. And in fact, that's going to block your confidence because you're getting farther and farther removed from who you are, which is literally your source of power. So that's the first theme behind that list that I shared with you. And the second theme on that list, which is one that so many women are trying to figure out, is sort of this theme of like there's like a toughness to it or like a hardness or a dominance. And this is something that I've really struggled with a lot. And this is something that I'm going to talk about in the video course, too, because it's so so, so important. But so many of us have been told that power comes from this hardness, comes from this superiority. It comes from being better than the people around you. And that makes me so sad. Like when I think about that, a part of me just like shrivels up and gets super upset because the whole point of going to work and working with people besides like earning a living and stuff like the whole point of that and like what makes that experience enjoyable and special and fun is that we get to all be together we get to all be humans together working on a common goal working on a project together that is such a privilege and there are few things that i think are more special and people coming together and sharing ideas and collaborating. And so it makes me really, really sad to think that many of us were told or are being told that the way that you exude power is by dominating or by being tough or by being hard. That makes me really sad because why are we all in the room together? You know, what are we what are we trying to create? Not just what are we trying to create in terms of like the project or whatever your company's product or service is, but like what are we trying to create on an interpersonal level? Are we trying to dominate one another? And if so, why and what like what on earth value does that create in an organization? It is so effing backwards to me. And it doesn't feel good for so many of us. I know that that dominating energy felt horrible for me. And I have so many women tell me that they want to exude power, but they don't want to exude power in that way. And it frustrates me because like it frustrates me that we even think we have to and that now like we have to unlearn this and I love to be able to tell you and tell everyone that like, no, you actually can be really powerful 
being yourself and you don't have to dominate other people. You just have to stand in your own glory and that's enough. It's not about being better. It's just about being you. Like I love telling people that, but also it seems so obvious to me and it seems like it should be the place where we started rather than creating this, again, like this singular way that you're supposed to be, that we're supposed to be and having that singular way really be defined by this toughness and this dominance. It doesn't make any sense. And one thing that I want to share when it comes to this idea of like toughness and dominance is that when you need to like be tough or dominant or like show that you're somehow better, that speaks for me to a lack of confidence, a deep lack of confidence. When you are truly confident in yourself and you truly know that your stuff is good, that you're good, you don't have a need to create like a higher status in a room than other people. You just have a need to be your best and represent yourself and your work in a way that makes you feel proud of yourself, but it's not about proving or showing things to other people. And I actually think the most confident people who are like unfuckwithable, I think those are the people that know it so much, they're not trying to have that dominance. They're not trying to prove anything. They're just showing up as who they are. And those people are so magnetic because everyone in the room senses it. You can feel it when there's someone in the room who is like that, who is so sure of themselves, they don't need to dominate. But the other thing that I want to share with you on this point of like dominance and why you don't need dominance is because dominance and being better and being hard is like a very dumb, simple energy. Like there's not much to it. It can't accomplish much versus being interesting or intriguing or even joyful. Like those things captivate so much more. Like think about it. If someone walks into a room and like they're being dominant, it just it's such a turnoff, right? You're just like, oh, like I need to get away from that person. But if someone walks into a room and they're like super genuinely happy or they're like captivating you and they say something like, I have the coolest thing to show you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, like I want to, like what is that person thinking? I want to hear from that person. So dominance, it doesn't, it doesn't have an effect of drawing us in. I think it repels a lot. And I'm sad, I'm really sad that this is still like a thing and that people are still struggling with it because I struggled with this many years ago, like almost 10 years ago was like when all of this started for me. And honestly, like when I started this show, some of the thoughts that I had were like, oh, like some of the BS issues that I dealt with, they're like, they're gone. Like they're out, you know, like it's been 10 years. Like we've figured out that executive presence like doesn't mean like banging your fist on the table and being an asshole. Like we could definitely figure that out in 10 years, right? And like what I'm seeing is like, no, wrong. We definitely haven't figured that out. And I am here to set the record straight. You don't have to conform to this hyper masculine alpha style. You don't have to be tough and hard. And in fact, those things are going to prevent you from feeling good. And when you're not feeling good, you're not going to be able to access your actual confidence, which is where your executive presence comes from. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Next week's episode is a deep dive into authenticity. And I want to explain to you next week why authenticity matters so much 
and also help you understand what conditions around you are required for you to feel safe and comfortable being authentic because authenticity is a two-way dance. It's not just about you being authentic. It's not all of the, you know, all of the onus is on you and you have to learn to be authentic. Authenticity is a 50-50 bargain. It's 50% you, 50% your environment. So when you feel comfortable and safe, it's a lot easier to be authentic. And that's what next week's episode is about. It's a really fun one. And next week, the video course is coming out. It's free. It's so fun. I've been having so much fun creating it. And I can't wait for you to watch it. Okay, that brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Come join me online in the private Facebook group and check out my website, jessguzzitcoaching.com, if you want to work with me. I'm doing one-on-one and also workshops and speaking if you want to bring me to your team or your company. All right, I'm feeling fired up, fired up about busting these myths and like, just getting rid of this dumb, unnecessary, silly, harmful notion that being powerful in a room is about abandoning who you are and becoming like this stock character or this like very outdated archetypal leadership style that we definitely don't need more of. It is so not that. It is something different. And I'm really looking forward to going deeper into this in next week's episode. And the course is going to give you the foundational building blocks of like, If I were to tell you the three things that you need to do to build executive presence and be in a room in a way that really has people thinking that you should be next for promotion, that you are really in control and have command over the work that you do, that is what you'll learn in the video course. Okay, I'm going to sign off. Love you so much. I hope you're having such an incredible week and I will catch you next week. All right, bye.